Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Dreamville episode today. Mm-hmm. Dreamville and Puma collaboration sweatsuit. Wow, you're you're dripped out in uh in all Dreamville shit. Shout out to our friends over at Dreamville. Yeah. Jeff, are they sponsoring this? Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, let's not, let's not put labels on anything. <laughs> But yeah, it is a no. I, I I enjoy talking to the Dreamville people just because it just seems like all of them are just so easy to talk to. They are all genuinely great people, from Ebe and Cole on down, Ari and Boss and keep Ka- naming them. Name Kaz every single person. And Earth Gang. Keep going. And Loot. Keep going. And Elite. Keep going. And uh, name some producers. <laughs> I did Elite. It, yeah, keep going. Um, uh, there's just a great, great group <laughs> there. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, if you left anybody out, it is a personal <laughs> attack. That's what oh, you're man. trying to say. Yeah, I, just the whole gang. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them all. We love them all, and <laughs> and thank them for their service. Yeah, Jeff. What are we doing this Sunday? Uh, we're doing a thing on our Patreon where we are doing every conversation that we've had on camera for the past uh, 10 years. Something like that. We have had AKAs. Yeah, so we start off and it's like, yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Petri Dish, a.k.a. For the Culture. Yeah, we got to put energy into it. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Petri Dish, a.k.a. For the Culture. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Uchiwali Zerbiak, a.k.a. Player of the Year. You know, we do that. And yeah. then we put the microphone in front of someone else. And they're all like, uh... And then we're just like... A lot of, a lot of yeah, that. A lot of energy. Um, But uh, it's been our thing. We've been known for that for... Even before when we were doing sketches, we started out doing that back in 2008, something like that. Yeah. So it's become our calling card. People love it. Yeah. I we, think we probably have 300 or 400 each. Yeah. And I to think choose from. people celebrate that. We made t-shirts with a lot of them on there. I think people miss them these days. Uh, our AKAs are synonymous with it's the real and the whole brand. And so yep. you came up with the idea. We are going to do an AKA battle. Okay. On this, our Patreon. This Sunday. This Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard time. time. <laughs> and so, yeah, go to Patreon. If you sign up, we're doing it only for our Patreon subscribers. So that means if you have $2 that you are willing to pledge per month going forward, yep. that's a way where you can be involved and experience this. If you have $3 and you want to pledge that, that's another way to be involved. Other people have gotten into $5, $10 or more. It just takes a very little to be part of this whole movement. And we appreciate that. And we're going to be doing more things that are not traditional. You know, I, I think that we want to uh, create experiences that mean something for you guys. And so that your money is not just going towards this daily podcast or the weekly podcast or ventures that we're putting together to continue down the line. Yeah. Let's talk about things that, that are untraditional. Okay. Um, okay. So we're doing the AKA battle. Yes. How about an Illuminati meeting? Yeah, I'm on board. Okay. How about... Um, That's what we should call the Zoom meetings. <laughs> Illuminati meetings. Illuminati meetings. <laughs> That's a good uh, idea. We're going to do a lot more of these moving forward. We had we had ideas to do creative things before this as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't just start now? No, 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 no. But creativity now, has long been our, <laughs> one of our calling cards. Now is the time for creativity and patreon.com slash it's the real is the place. Sure is. <laughs> Jeff, who's on the podcast today? Today on the podcast, we have Elite. Okay, so full Dreamville episode, Elite, the producer who, uh, man, has history with Rough Riders, has history with where we grew up in Purchase, New York. He has history with uh, Dreamville. Clearly, we talk about Cole. We talk about Ari Lennox. We talk about... Cannabis, which I never <laughs> thought would be coming up. Can I bust? Yeah, I did not think that that was going to be a thing today. But it, what what but, a great dude! What a great story, man! Elite salute to you. This is a fantastic conversation. Yes. Then we have Kaz on the podcast. Yo, our our friend on the West Coast, Kaz. Who, man, we love his music. We love his personality. This conversation is so much fun. So much fun. Talk about gaining weight. Talk about people's hair. Talk about uh, exercise. Talk Bike about riding. YouTube. Yeah. A lot of stuff. It's fun to catch up and just see how he's doing out there in Los Angeles. I was going to say, is it a Coscast or is it a podcast? <laughs> I think Creativity. It's a pod- yeah, I think this is all the stuff that you get from us. I think uh, it's a podcast. <laughs> I also sound sort of like... Um, Foreign? Yeah. Sort of podcast. Like podcast. Podcast. Excuse me, can you please pass the co- the podcast? Why would someone pass it? I I can't reach it. 
I can't reach the podcast. And then, Jeff, we finish off with Omen. Shout out to Omen, Chicago Zone. We talk about, man, uh, Obama. We talk about uh, the current situation now. It's just a really quality conversation. It's super quality. Uh, yeah. he, he actually, out of the whole Dreamville camp, is the first person to actually meet Cole and uh, and work with him. So we talk about his whole journey to this point, where his creativity is at, uh, how he's feeling these days, and uh, what's going on in his home city of Chicago. But first, Jeff, let's call down to North Carolina and get on the phone with Elite. Ba, 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 ba. Elite, what up? What's happening? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Everything is well, good as can be, I guess. No, for sure. Yeah. I want to start off talking about uh, your man Ice Pick, and you reached out after uh, we aired our episode with Jadakiss, um, talking about uh, his new album, Ignatius, which is totally dedicated to Ice Pick. You have a history at Rough Riders. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your experience with the late, great Jay Jackson, Ice Pick? Oh, yeah, man. Um, well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for putting so much light on you know him and that whole situation even in that Jadakiss interview I was like really appreciative to hear all those stories and everything um but yeah I mean basically the way I got into Rough Riders was um I ended up meeting uh, in a college class um the sister of DNY who were the CEOs of Rough Riders yep. um, younger sister Alima Dean um and, you know, I was rapping and making beats at the time, and she kind of latched on to me, seeing that I had some potential and um, wanted to manage me. So, but she didn't really have any, you know, history in the industry besides just the relationship at that time. Um, so she was, you know, kind of trying to find her way in to get into the, uh, to get into things as well. And uh, I think she had a good relationship with, uh, ice pick and um she got me an internship basically at the rough rider studios and i was kind of like cleaning up and doing like the the blunt runs for everyone <laughs> and you know like i wasn't really telling anyone that i made beats i was just trying to do my job um but i think alima ended up telling ice pick that i made beats and ended up playing some of my beats for him and he heard one that he liked and he thought it would be good for drag on so he ended up playing it for drag on and that ended up being my first placement when i was like 19 years old or something um, so is, he basically was that's just so yeah, wild <laughs> yeah man he was basically the first person you know with the power to like make something happen you know obviously alima too but like he kind of like connected the dots for me and like um was the first person to get me my first placement and kind of like, you know, and once you get that first placement, everything changes because then I'm not like just the intern. It's like, okay, I'm a producer, so I can go into a room and play beats for Jadakiss or play beats for whoever because I had a placement, you know, so it kind of changed everything. Absolutely. So let's just paint the picture for people. You were a 19-year-old at SUNY Purchase, which was, by the way, down the road from where we grew up. So shout out to SUNY Purchase. Uh, yeah. You're you're over there. And so when you would go intern, is this like an afternoon thing or do you go like, you know, at the start of the evening and just stay throughout the night? Yeah. When were you doing your blunt runs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that I mean, at that time, honestly, yeah, it was like, I would go to school at Purchase all day, and then from the evening, um, basically throughout the night, um, I'd be at the studio. Um, so it was like a a long work day for me <laughs> in those times. Yeah. Um, and the, and the craziest part was even when I wasn't interning, like when I when I when I start when I started getting placements and stuff, I was in the studio all the time. As soon as I got out, I would go because I didn't want to miss any opportunity. And th I remember there were so many times when like I would be maybe getting home from school or doing work and maybe deciding not to go and it'd be like 2 a.m. and I get a call from like you know my manager or I fix <laughs> one they're like you need to come to the studio right now like this like, is about to pull out I'd literally be in bed at like 2 a.m. and I just have to get up and be like well I can't miss this opportunity you know I have to go so like yeah it was some late nights over there 
And I love that too because you have to think of like all the kids who say they want to be in this business and say they want to be a creative and say they want to produce songs, but they don't actually go that extra step. You know, they may get that phone call at two in the morning and stay in bed and be like, nah, fuck that. But you took that <laughs> you took that chance and you went there and, and look how it paid off. So shout out to you. Yeah, and there were plenty of times when I went there and it was for nothing. Oh, too, for sure. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we've all had that. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, who is the most random person to walk into one of those Rough Riders studio sessions that that you were uh, lucky enough to be at? It was pretty close, um, like close knit. Like I can't really remember. It wasn't like a lot of stars coming through. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like. Um, people that you would be like oh shit like, I can't believe I mean for me it might have been like at the time like um, I remember like when DJ Green Lantern came like oh, man. that was a, that was a big deal for me you know absolutely I mean? he, was, he was super dope and like he was producing like a lot of dope shit at that time um, maybe like someone like Alchemist you know what I mean that was super dope for me to like um, to see him around or something yeah um, but it was I can't really think of anyone who was like a like a you know, it's not like Dave Chappelle was coming through or anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was, it was, not like Kevin it Garnett. Was, yeah. Do no, you... like it was. Oh, I remember seeing Carmelo Anthony at like a video shoot or something. I thought that was pretty cool. That's but, cool. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't like how it is now, where like you know, even like at the Dreamville sessions, like <laughs> there will be probably more people coming through at Rough Riders. It was pretty close knit. It was like you know, pretty much just them, and even if they were doing like. Um, collaborations with like bigger artists like I probably wouldn't be at those sessions you know what I mean like yeah. they might be like at a Sony session or something where um, like I, I was I was at the Yonkers studio like in the trenches of it I don't think people were really coming out there as much you know yeah I do like how you went from Carmelo Anthony back in the Rough Riders days to Chris Bosh in the Dreamville days so um, right <laughs> Yeah. But now nowadays, when you're in a studio, wherever you are, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, wherever, when you see a kid who shows up and who's playing the wall or who, who's going to get like the, the waters and the, the vegetables and fruits or whatever platters, do you do you look at that kid and see yourself? You know, it's funny because the thing I always look for when I see that is the thing that I felt like was most important, you know, for me, which was are you here to do your job or are you here for another reason? Because I felt what worked for me, which got like me to the next point was I was never that like person who was getting any opportunity they could to like sell their ulterior motive to you. Right. Like my, of course I wanted to be a producer, but I was also just happy to be in the room and learn and just be able to be there. So like, I was focused on doing my internship, you know, like, yeah. and I, so when I find someone who comes in and is doing, is focused on doing, doing the job they're actually there for, I respect that because it's like, I, that was my approach to it, you know? So to me, it kind of turns me off when you get like an intern who you can tell after like a couple days of, of being with them is like, oh, this person really wants to be a video director or yeah. this person really... I mean, it's of course everybody really, really wants to be bigger than where they're at, but it's like I respect it when the person is like focused on just doing a good job at what they have in front of them. Yeah. Um. And 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 if people are like that, then it gravitates me towards them, and I might be more inclined to ask them, "Oh, hey, so what do you really do? You know, what I mean, what do what are your? Once you build that relationship and respect, then it's a whole different. Then you have like an opening for a different. Uh, conversation you know yeah yeah well I mean like how do you I know there's like a bunch of years in between but how did you first get on the path of uh getting the radar of J. Cole <laughs> uh that's a, a a crazy weird story basically um I think it really did have to do with the fact that well first of all me and Cole were both like early adapters to the internet like we were like online you know, like heavy when like people weren't really online. Yeah. And we were both, we were both super rap fans. Like, I mean like, you know, rap nerds, like where we just loved rap. So basically we were both 
fans, super fans of cannabis. And anyone, at the time, <laughs> wow. Okay, so when, <laughs> when you said like you guys were rap nerds, I was like, okay, like I understand that. Then you were just like, oh no, we're, we were like the rappiest nerds ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or the nerd, anybody yeah. who was a rap nerd was a fan of cannabis. Yeah, in yeah, 90s, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, so he, you know, we. I was in high school, I think, or maybe like I was like just getting out of high school, and he was still in high school. I think I was like eighteen. He was like. 16 something like that and um we both were on this website it's called cannabis central it was like oh my God. <laughs> yeah it was like a, a site where um all cannabis fans went but they had like a forum where you could like post your raps or post your beats or whatever and this is like a really you know now that's like so common but of course, at that time yeah. yeah that was like you know because cannabis was a, was was that type of a rapper so his fans, of course, would gravitate towards something like that. So anyways, I was up on there posting, you know, probably just posting about what I was doing. Like, oh, my God, like, I got this internship at Rough Riders, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So he saw me on there, and he sent me an instant message. And literally, I, I'll never forget the message because it was so strange to me, but it has such confidence. He was just like, yo, like, I rap like I'm dope or something like that, you know? <laughs> and now, again, like, you get messages like that all the time. But back in this day, like, that just wasn't something that you would ever come across, like some random screen name popping up and being like, yo, I'm nice, like, you need to hear my shit, you know? Like, yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, you got a song? And he was like, nah, like, um, you know, I can send you some lyrics, though. And I was just like, uh, you know, <laughs> just send me something when you get a song, you know? Like... <laughs> So, so he wasn't he even went, he wasn't even therapist then. No, he was there. Uh, he, I mean, I knew him as therapist. I yeah. don't know if his if his name was the Blazer. rapist. I think I might have. <laughs> I think I think this is right around the time when he was when he was therapist. But um, he uh, so then he ended up sending me the first song he ever recorded, which is a song you can hear it online now. It's called The Storm. Um, but he just sent that to me, and I mean. You know, at that time, even I could I could hear like, oh, for such a young kid, like this is incredible. You know, like it was clear that he had something special. So, you know, we just stayed in touch and like basically just built a relationship over the internet. And then when he um, when he came to visit St. John's, we met up at like a Burger King in, <laughs> in Times Square, <laughs> and we like had like a rap cipher. Like, <laughs> You know, like that's how that's how the relationship started, and then you know, once he came to St. John's, we just became friends and started working together. Super dope. One of our favorite yeah. working relationships is yours with Ari Lennox. You know, um, Ari is a very special soul and uh, thinks differently. When you were approaching putting together a full album with her, and you were you know in the early stages of Shea Butter Baby. How did you guys uh, approach recording? Did you take long time to uh, just sit there and converse, or did you just like jump into work and see what you know worked for both of you guys? Yeah, no, that's a good question. For for I think for her, it's it's, it's a different process than anyone I've ever worked with. In that, like, you could sit down with Ari, like we could have like a studio session, like now, for instance, that we have like you know set up studio sessions and people coming through, and like it's all planned. And it might not go anywhere, you know, because it's just, that's not really how she works. Whereas Cole, it's like, you know, he's like, when it's time to work, it's time to work. He's going to, like, you know, sit down and get something done. Yeah. But with her, I think we really just um, started off with a friendship where it was like, we would hang out, we would talk, we would joke. Um, and, you know, I would just start making a beat because it's like, that's one of the things that I do when I'm just bored <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> And then she might just, like, start humming a melody, and then I might just encourage, like, oh, that sounds dope, you know? So it was, like, a very organic experience, because uh, we were, like, living, basically living together at the shelter um, mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, we just had time to hang out, and there was no pressure, and I think that's what started, you know, most of the music. Do you think, looking back at it, because we were hanging out with Ari in Atlanta right before... Uh, which which award show was it? There was some award show and and she not the Grammys. It was it was like uh, the Vibe BET Awards or, hip -hop or, or something? yeah yeah some hip hop soul something. And uh, I don't think the Vibe Awards have happened in many years. <laughs> this is a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but there was that there was that idea. There was there was this excitement beforehand that like you know she would get and you would get for this album 
all the accolades that it deserved and then it didn't. Uh, does that light a fire in you? Does that like wound you? Where was your mind at after things did not sort of develop as maybe we all thought they should? Yeah, for me, um, you know, I was surprised about the, um, I was surprised, but really to me, I, you know, I thought, I, I thought we were going to get into the Grammy nomination. I think that was the big one that I was like, I think Ari was more upset about the Soul Train Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rightfully so. You know, I think she, it's just, it's all about what you're emotionally attached to, right? I mean, like, I think she had a childhood um, emotional attachment to those awards from watching those award shows when she was young. And yeah. I think she just had that, like, emotional attachment to it. Whereas, like, I'm, like, a huge Michael Jackson fan. And, like, you know, all I see in my head is, like, the image of him holding 10 Grammys and, like, you know, like yeah. I've been, I, I thought I was going to get nominated before. I've actually never been nominated for a Grammy until the Revenge of the Dreamers. But like, I thought like for Crooked Smile, we were going to get a Grammy nomination. Mm. I thought for For Your Eyes Only, we were going to get a Grammy. And we just, we, I always, for some reason, never got one. So like, this was the time where I was like, damn, like, well, Shea Butter Baby, like, we're definitely going to get that, that R&B album nomination, at least, you mm -hmm. know, like I, I was really, and you know, we did all the politics, all the, we, we went and shook hands and, you know, and yeah, yeah we shook all the hands and did everything right. So I was just like, Oh, we're definitely going to get that. So for me, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I, I thought we were going to get that. So I was a little upset, not upset, like not mad, just like sad, you yeah, know, like, ah, yeah. oh, damn. Cause I'm not like entitled. Like, I don't feel like, no, no, of course we, you have to get this or we deserve this. Like everybody deserves it, you know, but it's just like, absolutely. I was just a little down. Of course, and 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 I think that that's very fair, and it's probably a lot. Like once you're right there, to think of how in the world can I make a more perfect project, you know? Because you feel <laughs> right. right, you feel so good about what you've already done. It seems like a long road ahead, doesn't it? Man, that's a good point because yeah, a lot of people are gonna say like, yeah, I lit the fire under me, and I was I was just motivated to do it again, and it's like yeah, of course, but yeah, there is that other human element of like, damn, like. We just really gave it all we had with this one, and you know, so it does. It can be a little discouraging, but I think that's when you have to refocus on, like, you know, it sounds cliche, but it's really true. Where it's like, are you really doing this for like uh, an award or an, an accolade, or are you doing this to like connect with people and like, you know, just understand refocusing on the, what you're actually doing music for which yeah. is connecting with people and touching people and it's like you know we both know that that album touched a lot of people so it's like it's a success at the end of the day so you just have to refocus on that part of it you know yeah, yeah. i mean like well during quarantine are you able to work i mean like where is your creative at right now like are you know, because you can't physically be with people that you normally would be with. Man, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day where, like, I feel like I see some of my friends, like, really taking advantage of this time and, like, honing in on their crafts and, like, putting all their day into, like, learning new stuff. And, like, I feel like that would be me. Like, I I'm like, this, that is me, like, in my mind. You know, like, I'm like, that is me in the past but for some reason and i thought even when this started I was like well i'll have an opportunity to like really get better and da, 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 da. but like for some reason man like i just haven't haven't it's like it's like the way this is affecting me and i'm sure a lot of other people is like a fight or flight mode of like survival where it's like creativity is kind of low on the totem pole as far as like my mind um task list you know what i mean yeah. and it's like yeah. it's really it really is an adjustment to like getting used to the the fact of feeling like your life is threatened and like people around you's life is threatened i mean that's a whole different you know adjustment and it's, it's an adjustment period for me um and i'm sure for everyone but yeah i haven't really <laughs> been that creative or like productive i've kind of just been like trying to focus on not having panic attacks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Like, well, by the way, like, you know, Eric and I, we started the show, like, I don't, 
I don't feel creative during this. I just think that like you're just going through the motions and trying to stay above water. You know, like it's it's yeah. such a crazy time that I don't even think that even though there's all the time in the world, you don't have the time for yourself. Like it's just about like it, it it's almost like trying to pick a lock from the inside. Yeah, and and for this this specifically, you know, we did for 307 episodes a weekly podcast. Doing a daily podcast wasn't like, oh, you know, let's like think about this business wise. Let's think about how we can like put ourselves in a great position. This was like, let's give ourselves some structure to our day and get through each day and talk to other human beings on a regular basis. No, I was just about to say, like, you guys seem like you ramped up the production during this time because I noticed even just as someone who follows you guys, like, you know, the content has been... um has been, you know, ramped up, which is really dope. And I, you know, I think it's it's needed right now too, which is kind of, you know, I wish I could be more productive right now because it's like, yeah, we don't have nothing to do. Like, <laughs> we we need podcasts, we need like music, we need entertainment more well, than ever. But well, and thank you for that, by the way. But uh, what what music do you listen to now that brings you comfort when you're like, you know, taking a break during the day? I mean. I, that's another thing. I haven't even been listening to music. Um, Not even cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should turn on some cannabis. Me, that might get me inspired again. That it's gonna put you in a um, weird like space. Person, yeah. Like like Smino was like one of my favorite new artists. Yeah. And like he just dropped a mixtape. Yeah. And I feel like if this wasn't happening, like I would have listened to it that first day. But like I just it's just been on my mind. Like then I gotta listen to that Smino project. Like. You know, like, he's literally one of my favorite artists, and I still haven't listened to the project yet. Like, um, people are even sending me, like, you know, within Dreamville, people have been sending me music, like, things that they've been doing. And I'm usually the first to, like, listen and, and respond and give critiques, and I just haven't been listening. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, this is just a crazy time, man. And, like, it's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of, like, uncertainty. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just haven't gotten there yet. But I think I'm going to, I think everyone will adjust. Yeah, because once you start, once you start realizing like this is the way it is, at least for now, you know, like for for the foreseeable future, it's like we're gonna adapt and we're gonna adjust and find like a routine, like how you guys did, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, I I don't know where you are currently, but like you know, even just getting outside, um, I found to be because literally nobody is outside, like nobody, at right. least in New York, like nobody's outside. I think that just walking where you can walk and doing what you can to um see that the world is still out there i think that's like super important yeah and also obviously uh controlling what you can control because yeah you can't control the federal government unfortunately you can't on you can't control uh what they you know say on the news you can't control um you know really anything anything and it's like if you can uh, not think about the bigger picture it's it's nice to find some comfort in the here and now in the present you know yeah for sure and now uh, that's one thing i am doing is like i've been taking like jogs every day you know just, i'm in north carolina actually i got like kind of stranded here it's a long story but <laughs> like <laughs> but that was kind of i was traveling when everything went down and oh my god i was in the middle of like buying a house in la and th- that like fell through because of this whole thing like it, so I'm basically homeless. I'm in an Airbnb. I mean, I'm fine. I'm not homeless. Homeless. No, no, you know, no, I'm no. But no. We, day, we but spoke. Like, we spoke to Murder Beats, who was in an exact same situation as you. Was looking to buy a house. That was not happening. Was staying in 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 an Airbnb, and all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, oh I live here now. Yeah, <laughs> this is my house. That's crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> that like, is wild. Uh, and all my stuff is in storage in LA, in my car, and everything. So I'm just like here in North Carolina, like, okay, well, the good thing about, you know, I'm glad I'm in North Carolina because the Airbnbs are cheaper. Here, yeah, And it's yeah. like, if I'm going to be inside, at least it's cool to be here, you know, and, but that's, well, back to the point, yeah, I've been doing that, I've been going for little jogs around the neighborhood every day, and that's like the one part of my day that actually feels you know, good. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a nice relief. Listen, you know, if you, if you don't produce any music, maybe you can write like a screenplay about your experiences as like, you know, a celebrated producer stranded in North Carolina who all he can do is just jog, you know? It almost sounds like the shining. (laughs) Yeah. The shining. (laughs) Listen, elite, uh, when this is all said and done, when we move into this new, hopefully, uh, 
healthy and uh brighter future brighter yeah exactly uh in the in the not too distant future yeah we would love to sit down with you for a full episode and look forward to hearing your your entire story from from rough riders to dreamville to uh to well technically it's dreamville to rough riders to dreamville listen you know uh to you know cannabis central wherever we're going with it we'd love to sit down with you and, and hear the whole story uh and until then uh take care of yourself we send our love to you and uh and uh and be well yeah five stars to your airbnb that's right <laughs> <laughs> definitely thanks guys i really appreciate it jeff let's get on the phone now with our friend kaz out there in los angeles ba, 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 ba. Kaz! what up what up <laughs> what's happening how are you i'm good yo yo it sounds like you probably haven't heard that type of energy in about 40 days <laughs> <laughs> I have y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I caught me by surprise. <laughs> we were talking to Rico. We were talking to Rico Nasty a couple weeks ago, and she was like, "Yo, I haven't spoken to other human beings in like the longest time." Yeah, you gotta take it easy on me. I haven't even seen a human. I don't know how long. And then, like, it was funny, bro. I thought I was thinking like three. What time is it? It's three. It's three where y'all at? It's yeah, twelve yeah. over here. So I'm like, I'm on some lazy shit. I just got up. <laughs> so I was like, I actually, I almost fucked up the timing. Oh shit! Well, thanks for being yeah. on the line right now. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's all good. Yo, so this is a this is a crazy time. People are just you know trying to figure it out day by day, moment by moment. We were looking at your Twitter, and it seems like you are as well. You were talking about uh, looking in your closet, and you see all these outfits that you wish you could wear right now, and you're saying like jewelry doesn't mean a thing, outfits don't mean a thing. What have you found in your spot that's just like very very expendable at this point? everything but I, I was like I went on a splurge right before this lockdown like I was just buying shit that I usually don't even buy cause like I know I said that on the internet but I've been I obviously already knew that but yeah, I bought like yo I bought like these pair of like these new Gucci shoes that just came out I don't know the name I don't even be known to tell the names of these shoes right? but like I got like two I got like a pair of Gucci shoes then I bought a pair of Louis shoes that I don't even like like that just being dumb and then I bought a fucking pair of these Burberry shoes too and then uh, to wear for nobody, ring. you know, for nobody. I didn't warm it like they haven't they haven't left the box yet. <laughs> Pissing me off. Can't even put them on Rocky. Instagram. None of that. Nothing, nothing, bro. So that, and then I bought like this ring too. That was a pretty fucking penny, dog. And she's just sitting in my closet, <laughs> sitting down, bro. So you know, I already knew that shit. I was like, you know, I'm gonna trick myself. And then now I'm like, I can't even, I can't even show it off. Like it's ridiculous, bro. This is a time when a lot of people are going on YouTube to learn things. So what, like, deep rabbit holes have you gone down? Uh, well, mainly I've been, like, learning, like, new, like, just... <laughs> I've been cooking a lot. So I've been learning, like, a lot of, like, cooking techniques and shit. And, like, just... Uh, cause I used to, like, be very impatient when it, come, when it came to, like, making meals. I was well, I'm going to hurry up and eat. Mm. Um, but I've been learning how to, like, slow cook shit. And that shit has been fired, like... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, this, it actually works. Before, I used to think it was bullshit. Like, yo, like, if you cook the, the whole chicken for two hours, it'll be more tender. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> but, um, nah, that shit works, you know? So, like, I've been slow cooking shit and being patient. Besides the food, I've been, like, um, I was, like, looking up on YouTube and shit, like, how to, like, create websites and, and shit like that. Have you ever created a website before? Nah, never in my life, nah. So, I was just looking, looking at the process of that. So. If if your creativity is going towards you know other other uh, avenues, where is your uh, creativity from a pre-COVID world like hiding right now? And are you able to just like tap in, or is that something where it's like you know what it's gonna it's gonna show up whenever it shows up? I love for it to organically show up. I really do. Um, but I have been uh, I've been safe, so don't don't judge me when I say this. I have been going to the studio uh, like three times a week. But it's only like me and my engineer. Yeah. Um, so so we're being very cautious. And a lot of them days, I come out with nothing. Like, even if I do like the song, I don't love it. Like, yeah. it's only been like, say I go like four times up the week, I come up with something like, I love like once a week. Um, so what I do, I try to force it. And sometimes, very rarely, something good comes out of it. But the way my brain works, you know, like I'll randomly come up with some great shit organically at like five in the morning, four yeah. in the morning, I'll be up. Yeah, and so like I like I like for it to come naturally. But also, um, I mean, like, are you somebody who, you know, in the pre-COVID world, like, 
Are you somebody uh, uh-huh. who works quickly or are you somebody who sort of like takes your time? Because, I mean, you did have a large space between 2014 and 2018 when you released projects. You had a little, you had a few uh, little things in between, but like you're not putting out stuff on like a Lil Wayne, Charles Hamilton, you know, feed the streets sort of like level. <laughs> right. Now, I would love, I actually want to do that this time around. Um, but now, usually, the answer to the question usually takes me, my best shit, I would say, um, it, it, it takes time. It takes me time to write. It takes me time to think out uh, my verses. Sometimes a verse could take me like a sixteen bar verse. Sometimes it take me from two hours to a fucking day. You know what I mean? To a couple hours. Um, but then I think it just depends on the day. To be honest with you, man, because some days I'm super, super quick. Like some days I write, I could write a whole song, like three verses in an hour. You know what I mean? It just yeah. really depends on the day. But most of the time, it takes me a long time to write my verses. Are you somebody who is who is generally like level or has this whole thing just like shaken you up? Because I think either one is fair. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, you know what? I spend a lot of my time at home anyway. Like living inside these four walls isn't much of a difference. And then there's people who are like, yo, my whole like life has been turned upside down and I don't know which way is up. But also, I mean, like for me, I'm both those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm both. I would say I'm both. It's not. This ain't hard for me. Um, some days I miss mingling or some shit or going to a bar or just going to the beach and eating or some shit. But like, or wearing that, your Burberry or wearing your Gucci yeah, or whatever. Your- <laughs> yeah, you know, dressing up, showing off my outfits and something like that. But other than that, yo, like, this shit ain't hard for me. I, I see a lot of people at home like, man, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. This shit is, I actually, I wouldn't mind if this shit happened like for another couple months. I would not mind. Um, <laughs> For real, like, I, I, this is the life I chose, bro. This is what I like to do. I like to be in my cave and, and create and, like, you know, go out periodically. On a, on a day-by-day basis, how regimented is your schedule? Do you have a certain time when you wake up? Do you have a certain time when you go to sleep? And are you, like, making sure to, you know, I'm going to shower at this certain point. I'm going to, you know, breathe some fresh air at this point and give some structure to your day. Nah, I have no structure, bro. It's all at random. Every I, day fuck that. <laughs> I fuck with that. I fuck with that so it's hard. Like, <laughs> it's no structure, bro. Like, some days I ride my bike, like, for miles, and I don't know which direction I'm going. I have to find my way back and shit some days. Wow. I yeah, some days I just uh, I just sit my ass on this couch, bro, and just be like, playing video games or watching TV. Some days I'm at the studio. Today, I think I'm around somewhere. I don't know where the fuck I'm around, but I'm trying to get some exercise today. Um, yeah, it's different, man. It's random. Another thing that you were talking about on uh, Twitter was the fact that your hair is growing out right now. Oh, my God. Wait, this is my favorite thing. So, I'm sorry. Your mom punished you when you were in middle school by not allowing you to cut your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. 100% 100% facts, bro. She used to do it all the time because, you know, I thought, she, she, she know I used to love, like, she knew, like, that's what I love. I used to love, like, wearing new clothes and I used to love getting haircuts. Um, I used to want to get a haircut every every two weeks. Now it's every week, but every two weeks. Well, not now. Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean. Unless but, your uh, engineer yeah, is giving you haircuts at the studio or Yeah, how like nice that. is he with I his razor? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't let that happen. But, uh, but nah, yeah, so she's been, she's been like, bro, like, I used to get in trouble and shit, and she would be like, take my clothes away, then not let me get haircuts. So, yeah, I'm back to that, back to square one. Who out of the whole Dreamville crew is going to come out with the most fucked up hair? Ooh, that's, that's a good question, bro. It's either going to be, it's either going to be, look, I'm, I'm up there, my hair is very long right now, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know. Like, my hair is like, literally like, it's as length as balls, it's balls. So I would say to me, buys. Because, <laughs> you know, Jay, Jay got, he got dread, so he good. Right. Yeah. Ari Lennox, she, she a shea butter baby, so she yeah. already got the natural thing going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, Earth Gang, they good, dreads, and you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's yeah. Cole is fine. Yeah. Cole and Omen is bald, so yeah. <laughs> well, the question <laughs> is, I mean, and we're, we're about to talk to Omen, so I feel like Omen, the thing is that I don't know what his hairline actually looks like. <laughs> Bro, that's the mystery we all trying to see, right? We all don't know that one. Like, what if it's like Jadakiss and it's like he has actual hair and he's just shaving it the entire time? Yo, if you scroll down his Instagram far enough, I think he has an old pic. He had hair back back when he was a child. Are we gonna? Are we gonna like? 
awaken out of this, you know, pandemic phase that we're in right now. And everyone's going to come out looking like like Jim Jones, like afterwards with like half his braid sort of just like, you know, all out. <laughs> bro, everybody about to be fat. Oh, that, that to too. Old. That too. Everybody about to be fat, bro. I put on like 10 pounds, bro. That's what I'm trying to run today. I'm like, I can't go out like this. I can't come outside looking crazy. But I guarantee you, bro, like I've been seeing like people's Instagrams and stories and shit. And I've been peeping. I'm like, yo, everybody's gained a little weight, yo. Like, People are going to be quarantined a little longer just to get rid of that weight. Yo, um, <laughs> we've talked, man, we, we've talked with so many people from the Dreamville camp about the actual Tree Sounds experience down there uh, yeah. for, for Revenge 3. Um, who is the oh, person yeah, yeah. who you, like, might not have known beforehand that you really got close to given all of that, that time together? Who, uh... Man, I would say, man, I ain't really get close to nobody, to be honest with you, bro. I'm not even gonna lie, because I'm low-key, like, I'm, like, I'm introverted, but I'm also extroverted at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, like, kind of sticking with, I was around, don't get me wrong, I was around, like, picking up things and, and trying to learn and seeing how people was recording, but I wasn't, I can't say that there was one artist I didn't know like that that I, like, bonded with Yeah. Um, over that time. I got, I got, I didn't know Smino at all during that time. I met him and we cool now and shit like that. But I, I, I can't say we bonded there and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like Smino's the one who everybody has said, like, yo, I really, like, wasn't, you know, friends with him beforehand and, la you know, ended up being, like, best friends afterwards. Right, right. He's cool as shit. I ended up being, like, real cool with him. So we see each other out in LA and we'd be partying and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that's about all I can think of the closest thing to it. As a lifelong uh, West Coaster, how weird is it when you do make it outside and see everything just empty and... Like no cars. No cars. It's smog-free. Oh, it's, it's just a different world. the weirdest shit ever. Like, we... It's actually a... I, I was trying to figure out a way we could keep the traffic off, but open everything else. Because this shit is crazy. It's like... It's, it's, it's the worst shit ever because it's like... We, it's, we getting teased. It's like the freeways are empty. We can't go nowhere. And this is all we asked for in LA, and uh, you know. We were talking to Styles P from the Locks um, a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Yo, when I travel into the city, I actually miss the traffic." Do you relate to that on any level? No. I don't <laughs> the traffic, no, no. no, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. When it comes to I hate the traffic. I can't drive anyway because it's some old shit. But yeah, I, I don't miss the traffic at all. No, but I, you got your bike. I got my bike. I got my bike, so I got to worry about traffic. Yeah, yeah, and you got your two legs because you're going to go out for a run today, you know? Yeah. I'm about to go run. I'm about to sweat this off. There you go. Off this, this fat. Before we let you go, I just want to let you know that your song with Garen uh, about it um, off your off your debut album still gets burned in this household. I think it was super underrated. I think that it uh, should have just like crushed everything that, that whole year. We're looking forward to whatever you come up with while you're uh, in the studio three times a week with your engineer during this phase and uh, whatever comes from that. Um, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you. Stay safe out there. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be checking in with you after all this is done. Nice, y'all. I appreciate that for real. Thank you guys for the time. No doubt. Check in whenever. All right, peace. Yes. All right, guys. Be safe. Jeff, let's now go out to Chicago and get on the phone with Omen. Ba, 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 ba. Omen! What up? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Yo, you want to know what music we were just listening to before we had this phone call? What? The 21st <laughs> Creation. There we go. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Yo, it shit's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just jamming. Yeah, that's a classic, man. It's crazy. Shout out to your dad. Um, yeah. Listen, you're originally from Chicago. Uh, Chicago was very hard hit uh, in about the middle of the month in terms of uh, COVID-19. What do you hear from back home? Uh, well, I'm here now. I'm in oh, Chicago shit. now. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of like mixed reports because, like, one day you'll hear like, oh, Chicago or Illinois in general is doing really well with, with the cases. We're actually like uh, like leading the charge of, of like reducing, you know, and, and practicing social distancing. But yeah. then like just a couple of days ago, uh, <laughs> they had, a, you know, there was I don't know if you all saw there was a party on the west side. that got like national news. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and they said it was a thousand people. But I. I actually heard it was only like fifty people, so oh. I don't know. But e either <laughs> way, it's crazy. Either way, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Wait, who's the promoter for said event? Like, 
somebody saying it's a yeah. thousand people yeah. but it's really 50 yeah there's sparklers and walkthroughs it's, yeah. a, it's a real so yeah. I, I heard on the internet you know it said a thousand but then i just watched it's funny i just watched this earlier today um i was on youtube just like oh let me see what's going on like chicago news like local news yeah and they had a report on ABC, and like the, they said, the police showed up and he they escorted fifty people out. So I was like, where did a thousand come from? Yeah, I, really. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, remember? Do you remember that that kid who went viral from Australia? Australia. Oh, yeah, that was the best. Who threw the threw the. He threw a party like while his parents were away. Yeah, he was like 18. His name was Corey, and they made him come on TV to apologize, <laughs> and he wouldn't wow. apologize. And he was like, and then they, 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 they uh, the the newswoman was like, Corey, please take your glasses off. And he was like, I'm not taking my glasses off. And he became like a huge deal. Yeah, this is probably like 12 years ago, maybe something yeah. like that. Um, oh wow! Yeah, wow, I missed it. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the link. This is the most important thing to come out of this phone call. <laughs> okay. Because it's one of my favorite things no, on the but- internet. It's it's just crazy, man. It's um, you know, I was I was one of those people when it first got out. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. It's just just like it's just hyping this, and then it really took. It sadly, it took like the NBA. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rudy like, Gobert. For, for me to for me to be like, oh wait, like wait, there's some. This got to be something going on for real. So, and then actually having like uh, friends of mine affected by it. I had some family members that had it at one point. Yeah. Luckily, they're you know they're fine. But like that's great. God bless. That's yeah. when it's, it's like really started hitting home. Um, when you see people losing their lives, and it's like, oh yeah. wow, this is like this is serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's a pretty terrible time. I mean, when when the NBA shut down, what did you? What was your first impulse? Did you go to the grocery store? Like with <laughs> us, like we. We went to the grocery store and we were both just in a daze. Yeah, like, you know, you just, you just hope that I, you can get you know some some chicken and you can hope you get some like you know canned goods or something just that will last for a while at that point. You know. Yeah. Um. Honestly, because because I wasn't taking it that serious. You I was went to the West Side fine. and and partied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> grabbed nine hundred ninety nine of your friends. Luckily, luckily, I'm already kind of a homebody, so I was I had been in the house anyway, but. It took like my some family members, like my grandparents, were texting me like, "Hey, I think you should go stock up on this, this, and this." And I was like, "Oh, like, I guess this is something I need to really, you know." I thought they were just being extra, like, sensitive. Yeah. Um, but I did it anyway. So I did. I did. I took a trip and I we got some stuff. Um, and luckily, you know, that's that is. I was grateful for that. And then just um. I don't know. This this whole thing has just been like a, a crazy movie. I'm like I. I even though it's been going on for a while, I still daily wake up like this is really crazy that this is real. It's yeah. it's so crazy. It's hard. I, I keep telling myself not to look at my phone and not see the news and not look at like Twitter <laughs> yeah. updates when I wake up. And then it's impossible <laughs> not to. It's impossible. Yeah. What it it, sort of, it's literally in everything. Yeah. What it sort of reminds me of is uh, the 2016 election. Like oh, yeah. when that happened, I had to actively remind myself that this was actually happening. Yeah. Um, this is real life. It's real life. It's right, crazy. Right, it's, a, right. it's a new normal. Uh, it's it's weird. I feel like um, the last I don't know five six years, maybe really ten years. It's like moments like that. Like you said, that election. Yeah. Um. Even even honestly, Obama getting elected. I was like, I I didn't. I was overjoyed, but yeah. I didn't believe it was possible. So when it happened, I was just like, oh, th- this is like something that's never happened in life. Like no one's witnessed this. So it's like we're we're, we're witnessing or experiencing a series of those kind of moments now. Yeah. Like, oh, no one's ever faced this. Like it's just a crazy like time. Yeah. So we were we were in New York, obviously, celebrating when Obama got elected. It meant something to us. But how does it feel for somebody from your city Right. Like not just the first right. black president, not just right. like the person who is like bringing this like tidal wave of, of you know, hope and just positive feelings and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sunshine for a brighter future. But how does it feel for someone from your city? It, it was I mean, it's really something that can't even be put into words because it was just something it's like it would be like, um if we saw a human being flying, like with no wings, or anything, <laughs> just, just, like that's, that's the type of amazement and disbelief I was in when it happened. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's like, I could see his house. I, I lived in the same, like he lived in Hyde Park. I lived yeah. in Hyde Park. Man. Um, I went to the same, when I, this is the time when I had hair. So like, I, was going <laughs> to the bar, I would go to the barbershop and he we went to the same barbershop. So like, I would see him in a barbershop when he was a Senator and he was just always, you know, laid back and cool. And, 
um it's just it was it was a crazy moment for me and just knowing what it meant for our community in general but just seeing it as an example of like oh I, there's no excuse anymore yeah. like we can we can do anything like there's anything is possible it like really I used to believe that but I used to think no not anything but that made me kind of feel like oh really anything is possible so yeah. it was it's kind of you know it wasn't at that point it wasn't even about whether he did a good job or not it was like the example was was set of just him achieving that position um and then he goes on to have a phenomenal eight years like with nothing wrong like the worst right. that they can get is his fucking <laughs> tan suit. suit right exactly exactly yeah. um okay so two things that i want to ask you about one thing you just brought up so we just got off the phone with Kaz, and we were like yo who out of the whole dreamville camp is going to have the most fucked up hair after this whole thing is done <laughs> and he's like yo he's like maybe boss yeah maybe like, he's like know. maybe me yeah but but he's like you know he's gonna be in great shape is omen <laughs> so that's that's number one and before we were on the phone with cause we were on the phone with elite and elite okay. dropped the bomb on us that he and cole initially linked up from that cannabis website and then i saw that you were also running in that same comment section oh yeah yo yeah, we, that's it's fucking crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah we um Shout out so, to cannabis. Yeah, for sure. So to your first first point, yeah, I'm probably in the best shape. <laughs> I, every every two, three days I cut my hair, so I'm pretty good. Um as far as the worst shape, I would yeah, maybe boss, but I would say maybe cold, because that's mm, a lot of hair to take care of. Seen, to yeah. take care of. And I don't know, I think I'm a, I assume he gets it like I don't know much about locks, but I, I think you have to go <laughs> to someone to get them done. So like I think he might be in a tough position. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, the, uh, I was just talking to him actually a couple weeks ago about like, man, the, the story of Dreamville in itself is just a crazy, crazy thing. It could be like a movie because, you know, like, I want to say we were between 15 and 17 when we were on that site. Yeah. Um, and so we were all, on, it was me, him, Elite, uh, just a couple of the other rappers just online that you, that you hear about, but, we would battle like text battles, not even audio sometimes. Just like you, sharing verses on there. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of have to read people's verses <laughs> and, and think that you catch the flow of it. Um, and then that turned into audio battles. And so there was like an audio battle one time. Now, mind you, this is a cannabis fan site, but we really thought that like cannabis was involved. <laughs> so, you know, so we were like, uh, I remember, I remember specifically there was a battle on there, audio battle, and whoever won would meet cannabis. So like, you know, it was a big deal. We're, we're all super cannabis fans. And, um, we, we end up doing this like a uh, competition and I end up winning the oh, competition. Shit. And it's crazy because me and Cole, we, we knew of each other on the site, but we never had really spoken to each other. And then when I won, I just reached out to him like I think it was instant messenger back then. So yeah. I reached out to him, um, just kind of saying, "Man, your track was fire!" Like, because I, you know, at that time uh, it was hard to find. Like uh, the internet wasn't like it is now, so right. it's kind of like, "Oh, I, this is a person like I found online. I don't even know this person, but he's nice." Yeah. So, so I reached out, and um, it's funny because I reached out. Elite would tell me later that. Cole was kind of salty at me that I won. <laughs> and, he, and he basically expected, he expected me to be cocky. So when I reached out to him, he kind of, it was kind of like, the, I'm being nice, so he can't be an asshole to me anymore. Kind of like, so, uh, so long story short, um, I ended up winning, winning the competition. I never met Cannabis because it was like, he probably didn't know anything about this website yeah. or even about, like it was just some kid, you know. Um, but long story short, I ended up making a, about a month or two later, I ended up making a song called Sydney. Was like a it's like a storytelling song, and it was like a big jump in improvement from like what I was making at yeah. the time. And I remember Cole like hitting me like, "Yo, like this this song is crazy!" Like, and then admitting to me like, "Yo, before I really wasn't wasn't fucking with you because I was feeling that way about <laughs> you winning." He's like, "But you're, like you're nice." And so from then on, like we was like close, like. You know, just having conversations through AIM all the time. Yeah. Whether it was about music, sending, sending beats, sending ideas. Um, just you and, and, and the therapist. Just, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rapist. And, um, yeah. um, wait, so <laughs> I, I have to ask, 
Um, and I meant to ask Elite this as well. How many girls were on this site? Because my, <laughs> my guess is oh my zero. God. Wait, wait, was it like an SOBs show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, we didn't know who was on the site. So it could have been, like oh, I said, sure. a lot of it was Could have been girls and it could have been yeah, cannabis. It, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, when, when they did the, uh, when we finally got to like audio battles, I didn't hear any girls. Rapping, yeah. So I'm assuming it was probably zero. Wait, um, so when was the first time you actually met Cole in person? So, uh, what year was maybe he was going to St. John's and I had, I had, so I had a, uh, a cousin that lived in New York and I came to visit her and it was the first time we were going to meet. So I want to say he maybe had been a freshman or sophomore in college. Mm. Um, and so, um, it was kind of, you know, it was weird. It was like, Oh, I'm going to meet this person. I've been talking to on the internet. I hope he's not strange. Yeah. I hope like, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's funny. I remember Cole telling me like he, his girl had rode him, drove him to the airport to pick me up, and on the way there, he's telling her like, "Yeah, this is somebody I just met off the internet." And she's like <laughs> bugging on him, like, "Are you serious?" Like, like you know, like, and um, it's crazy. You know, once we finally met, it was like, "Oh, you, we're regular. You're just like yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your identity online. Like, it's cool. Um, nothing weird going on." And so. I remember that we spent like a weekend just hanging out. We made, uh, that, that same weekend we made, uh, two songs, one called on and on and one called breakout. Wow. And, uh, those were like on a, my first, first mixtape back in like 2006 or seven called do the right thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. So from there, we, we were always close, but we got closer, obviously meeting in real life and, and, uh, just started hanging out and, uh, later I would actually move to New York in like 2009, 2010. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just, we've always been aligned in that, in that way. And so it's, I mean, it's crazy. Even, even like my, I've lived in Muhammad's crib at one point. So it's like, man, <laughs> very, very connected. Uh, that's know, super close. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a time now where, uh, creatively people can either like really go for it or some people are really struggling to find their place right now you know we've talked to so many people who fall on one side or the other and or both and sometimes both yeah how how do you express yourself in these very uncertain times um it's it's kind of uh what you all were saying it's been a it's been a both um i'll have i'll have weeks or days where i feel you know really inspired and it'll it'll just disappear you know and um yeah. it, when this first was happening even on my homebody I, it, it was getting to me because i was like you just get antsy when you're just always in the house and you don't really have a way to just see life or experience other things like roundhog day in a sense yeah, yeah. but i think it's got it's, it got better for me when i just kind of accepted it like okay you're in the house like if you don't feel like doing anything don't do anything yeah. and not like being mad about it um and that actually has led to once I get bored of doing nothing, I actually have I have a refreshing like sense of actually wanting to create something, and it's not just like a I should be working kind of feeling. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, it's just I think it's a just a balance of that, but it's it is kind of a day to day thing. You just kind of because these are circumstances. I think I think it's more the anxiety of not knowing when this is over. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's kind of like what causes it all. Um, it's like, how long is this going to last? Like, you know, um, yeah. and then especially for me, you see a thousand people in a party. You think, oh, it's like you just added two more months <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. my life. Like, and I wasn't know, even um, invited. What a bummer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this. You know, I saw that you tweeted that you have been going down these like YouTube rabbit holes trying to, oh, wow. to teach yourself. <laughs> you know, a new skill or something. So, like, what what is the weirdest thing that you've uh, accomplished or tried to accomplish so it's not, i haven't really so I, i've been saying i do want to take on a new skill uh especially something that would help me like i used to be good at photoshop but i just kind of fell off so mm. maybe and, and maybe even maybe even learning like a new uh like i use uh reaper to make beats but everybody's been telling me to get on ableton so maybe this i could learn ableton during this time so stuff yeah. like that but when i tweeted that it was because i've really been learning a lot of just random facts, just unnecessary, like just in, watching these just interesting stories about like how things came to be. So like I found out like potato chips 
were created by like this petty chef who <laughs> like a like a customer he kept sending his potatoes back saying they weren't fried hard enough and so the, the chef basically being an asshole just like cooked crisp them like crazy and the the customer actually ended up liking them and then potato chips was born so revolutionized like, the been, game yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've been learning like random like things that would be good for jeopardy i guess um, <laughs> you know um i don't want to like that i don't i don't want to make you feel unproductive but uh yeah we were talking to olu from earth gang and he was like yeah yeah i'm, I'm learning some new things like portuguese and we're like what <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah why not you know but yeah have you i have i, have, I do want to shout out that i have been watching this um this is a dope podcast I just came across called Earn Your Leisure. And they, they all, they talk about like, just like, uh, financial advice. So like learning how to use stocks. What is the stock market and how to like open a, a vending machine business or how to, like all of these type of things I never would think of or think about. Um, I have been learning that and that's been cool because it's kind of like one, learning how to actually use, have, have financial advice is something I've always needed. Yeah. Like, we all need. And it's like, uh, it's two guys running it that kind of they look like guys that would be in my neighborhood or like guys would hang out with it's not like uh it's a very inviting kind of casual vibe about it but it's still like educational it's kind of cool that's awesome we were listen we were talking to uh our friend mandy b from the horrible decisions podcast and she was like yo i'm gonna get into trucking like she's like i'm gonna start like a business yeah they they talked about that it's brilliant now is the time like it's it's this feels like a total reset and people who can be in control of as much as they can are going yeah. to be all right as we, you know, transition into the next phase of whatever the new normal is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's um, it's like a revolutionary time. I think it, it seemed like a, just a, a little scare, but now I think it's, it's going to be a real like, um, paradigm shift absolutely. in general. Absolutely. You know, um, Omen, I, before we let you go, I want to, I want to ask you about your music. Um, when you were, uh, you know, going to the Revenge uh, recording session, when you were at, you know, the Dreamville Fest last year, did you feel like this whole momentum going through 2019 and then 2020 hits and like now it's sort of like, you know, <laughs> where's my footing? Yeah, uh, I, di- I did have a moment of that because it was like, oh, you know, um, especially for, for me, because I've been absent with, with my music and for a couple of years now. So the revenge sessions the um just the entire last year the impact that dreamville and the and the leveling up that dreamville did as a whole uh really propelled me to have way more listeners way more people interested in me without any new, new music of my own like solo music out so Which it was a great super dope yeah it was crazy it's like um i came to a realization a while ago like oh this it's crazy the i used to i was thinking that me being away so so long was a setback but it's actually kind of made me like a new artist to a lot of people like I, I can just come out any way i want and it's um so that part is really liberating about it but yeah when when all of this happened in 2020 it for sure kind of threw things like through a wrench because you're like oh wait like is this the time to put out music or is it not like is it just gonna get like uh is it gonna get swallowed I, up I, or is it gonna yeah yeah, yeah um and so I, I have been thinking about that but I also kind of more so have been thinking I just I just I'm just ready to put music out yeah and so you know I have enough music and so um my plan is to is to put something out soon I just want to get it I want to make sure it's right but um I think it's it's time awesome well I mean like let me ask you this like are you somebody who like you feel like you you don't want to put music out until the right moment or is it like the 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 label has been like trying to convince you of that as well like where no it's um we're always luckily um i think because of the history of of like i said how we met and yep. then even even with eve mm-hmm. like him him coming into the the missed things and um it obviously is a business relationship but it's it's a deep friendship there so we have real talks with each other and we can we if we had disagreements we talk it out you know um so Everything that's happened as far as the music not coming out yet is is a is my decision first, and it's it's usually in agreement with them um, because because wh- whatever it might be tonight the time's not right or we feel like the album could be even better or whatever whatever the uh, yeah the, for sure the thing is what both my brother and I love about Dreamville is that Dreamville is 
they put such a premium on artist development. Yeah. And like <laughs> about like not rushing people. And also about like not just using family in like such a uh, broad term. It's like legitimate, yeah. you know, uh, relationships there. Like we were talking with Eve like off the podcast just like because we're friends. We were talking with him last week about like how there is a choice to make in terms of cultivating these relationships before even thinking about signing anyone to the label because you want to make sure sure that these are like human beings that you want to have in your life (laughs) yeah i mean you know the thing is when you're when you're in uh an uh, industry like this and your job is 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 that of like working in a collective especially like this you spend a lot of time with each other you know so you want to who you spend your time with is going to affect your work it's going to affect your affect your well-being and all of that matters in the long term like Dreamville is already a you know successful label or, or headed for to being even more successful. Cole's a successful artist, Eve is a success, successful manager in A and R, you know. And I think now it's more so about just building a legacy, building a brand that stands for something consistently. And um, you know, you need the right people. And I don't know. I just I just look at everyone around from from Cole to Ari to myself to Kaz to Earth Gang Jid Loot you know it's um it's such like you said it's not, it sounds cliche but it is a very family oriented thing like we've all slept you know in each other's houses on the floor we've been through the trenches with yeah. each other and so it's kind of like now that we're having a little more success it's cool but it's built on a real strong foundation of even if not, I think, let's say, you know, let's say COVID hit and somehow music was just destroyed, like yeah. somehow, I think we would still be hanging out. Like, yeah, no, still no talking question. To, you know, no question um, about it. And I think that's really important because you have someone or you have people around that who have your best interest at heart. So they're not making decisions solely on the bottom line or, the, you know, what, how many dollars it's going to bring in, but more so it's like, is this the best decision for your life and your career? Like, is this, you know, the things that matter because I think they're trying to build careers and not just get a, like a hot, hot gear or a hot song. I think it's more so about at the, when we look long-term from a macro lens, what did Dreamville stand for as a, as a unit, like as a collective, I think that's, it's going to be a big statement in the long run. No, no question. Um, listen, Omen, uh, when we, Right before this whole thing started, when we switched from a weekly podcast to a daily format and we started calling people three times a day and checking in on our people, um, we thought that, you know, we might bring some some light to uh, the people on the other side of the of, of the of the headphones. We thought maybe yeah. we'd, we'd bring some light to the people on the other side of the phone. I want to tell you this right now. Uh, your conversation with us today is supremely appreciated. So thank you for that, so for bringing some light into our day today and uh, hope you continue to be well. Look forward forward to uh, all your creativity that comes out of this and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the other side all right no problem man i appreciate it uh, peace and love and you all stay safe bro shout out to omen shout out to Kaz, and shout out to elite shout out to dreamville jeff are we back again tomorrow we are back every day forever as always guys not for real for real sure sure we'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs>